We all know and love sriracha, the perfect blend of red chilies, garlic, and vinegar. And a lot of people seem to recently think that sriracha tastes and even looks completely different. Long gone is that iconic deep red, bright red color, and now it's been replaced with more of a burnt orange. A lot of people seem to think that sriracha changed a couple of years ago when the city of Irwindale sued sriracha for bringing its factory into the city. But the real story has a lot more drama than that. This is the story of Sriracha. This story starts in 1945 in Vietnam, when David Tran, who is ethnically Chinese, was born in the year of the rooster. Now, fast forward to 30 years later at the age of 30 in 1975, when David Tran decides to take the chilies that his brother is growing in a farm north of Saigon and decides to create a chili sauce. Now, fast forward three years into 1978, when the newly formed communist government in Vietnam starts to crack down on the ethnically Chinese people in the country. And that is when David Tran and 3,000 other refugees pile onto a Taiwanese freighter called the Huey Fong and head for Hong Kong. And after they were stuck on the boat for a month after a standoff with British authorities, its passengers were finally granted asylum in the United States. And that is how David Tran unintentionally landed in America. And two years after that, in 1980, David Tran started up Hoi Fong Foods, named after that Taiwanese freighter that saved his life and brought him to the United States. And initially, David Tran's idea wasn't to try to take it global. He just started to sell his sauces to the local restaurants in Chinatown, Los Angeles, which is where he was based out of. But slowly, the word of Sriracha started to spread by word of mouth. And all of a sudden, it started to expand from out of the restaurants in Chinatown, Los Angeles, and started to find its way onto the shelves of Asian grocery stores throughout the country. Now, fast forward to December 2009, when Bon Appetit magazine named Sriracha the ingredient of the year for 2010. And that year in 2010, David Tran sells over 20 million bottles of Sriracha. Not only that, but since its inception in the United States, Sriracha's demand has always outpaced its supply, which means that David Tran never once had to pay for advertising and marketing, which means that Sriracha's success was strictly because of its distinct flavor and by word of mouth. Now, a few years later, David Tran moves its operations into the city of Irwindale, California. And then in October 2013, 30 residents complain to the city and decide to file a lawsuit against Hoi Fong Foods. And in November 2013, a judge partially rules in the city's favor, stating that Hoi Fong Foods must cease operations creating noxious odors and make changes to mitigate them, but did not order them that they had to halt operations completely. The judge did also state that there was a lack of credible evidence to link what the residents of Irwindale were complaining about, about their watery eyes and their trouble breathing to the odors that were emanating from the facility. And in late January 2014, the city of Irwindale even expanded its case to state that Hoi Fong's had a breach of contract after the judge's ruling. However, in May 29, 2014, the city of Irwindale dropped their case because they had gotten a written commitment from Hoi Fong's to solve the smell problem. So that's essentially the drama surrounding the factory in the city of Irwindale. And as you can see, nothing that happened in that case really affected anything to do with Hoi Fong's production of Sriracha whatsoever. 
other than the fact that they had to halt production for a little bit. And if you remember back then, there was a little bit of a lull in when New Sriracha was coming out. And people did start to panic, but it was over as quickly as it started. But in order to understand what actually happened to Sriracha, why it's so different than the Sriracha that we all know and love, we actually have to go back way further than the 2013 Irwindale lawsuit. And in fact, go back closer to the founding of Hoi Fong Foods in the 80s, specifically to 1988. When David Tran contracts with Craig Underwood from Underwood Ranches to buy over 500 tons of red jalapeno peppers. And thus began a very fruitful 28-year relationship between Craig Underwood and David Tran. And for the first 10 years, they had a written contract on a yearly basis specifying the price per pound. However, in the next 18 years, starting in 1998, they only did strictly oral agreements every year. And in the beginning, Hoifang Foods needed way more jalapenos than Underwood Ranches was even able to supply. So in the beginning, they actually subcontracted with other farms to supplement the rest of the jalapenos. And contributing to the growth of Sriracha, a funny thing happened in the United States between the years of 2000 to about 2013, when there was a massive hot sauce boom in the United States that caused over 150% growth in the market, and leading the pack was Hoi Fong Foods Sriracha. And assisted with the hot sauce boom, as Hoi Fong food started to grow, obviously so did Underwood Ranches. And by 2005, David Tran really started to push Craig Underwood to up their acreage. But it wasn't until 2006 that David Tran specifically asked Craig Underwood to up their jalapeno pepper acreage. Because at the time, Hoi Fong Foods was getting 95% of their peppers from Underwood Ranches. However, Hoi Fong Foods was only 25% of Craig Underwood's business because his farm was actually really diverse, which is literally how you're supposed to farm because you need to be able to rotate crops so that it doesn't damage the soil because each type of crop really sucks up a lot of specific nutrients from the soil. So when you rotate those crops, you have a better chance that those nutrients are then being replenished and isn't killing the soil underneath. And because Craig Underwood had a very diverse crop, including lemons and lots of other vegetables, he was very reluctant to take on the risk of just growing jalapenos and thereby rejected David Tran's offer and suggested that David Tran just continue to keep supplementing his other jalapenos from other farms. And honestly, almost all of us would probably just be like, yeah, not a big deal. We'll just supplement our peppers from other farms. But David Tran was like, yeah, no, that's not what I'm going to do. David Tran decided to counter Craig Underwood's rejection by offering him this crazy offer that I've never even heard of. Because in the farming world, almost 100% of how it works is that you pay for pounds produced. However, David Tran proposed to Craig Underwood that he would take on the risk of growing all of those peppers and adding on more acreage just to grow jalapeno peppers for Hoi Fong Foods by stating that instead of paying for pounds produced, he was going to pay for acreages planted. Which means that if David Tran is paying for acreages grown instead of pounds produced, that solely means that any disappointing yield of any harvest means that Hoi Fong's is taken on the risk and not Underwood Farms, which is typically how a farm's business model is. They fully take on the risk of the acreages grown because if they have a bad yield, let's say you have 
locusts or you just have a drought and you don't get the normal amount that you typically produce, you're not going to make as much money, which is what they're risking by owning and operating a farm. However, David Tran was so desperate for Underwood Farms' jalapenos that he decided to take on that risk himself. And to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure why David Tran was so adamant about getting all of his peppers from one source. Because especially depending on the year, the crop, the area, like one part of California may have a more severe drought than another part of California. So it's almost less of a risk to have a diversified supply. But I really don't understand why David Tran was so obsessed and so hyper fixated on just getting it from Underwood Farms, possibly because Underwood Farms was growing a type of jalapeno that was just maybe superior, maybe the harvest or something was better, but we're going to get into that. So because David Tran agreed to solely take on the risk of a bad harvest, Craig Underwood was like, yeah, why would I not agree to this? Because again, because Craig was like, I'm going to be making the same amount of money regardless of if I have a good harvest or not. So he obviously finally agreed to David Tran's offer. And in the next year in 2007, David Tran asked Craig Underwood to up his pepper acreage by specifically 50%. And Craig Underwood actually had to expand his farm operations from Ventura County to Kern County because David Tran told him that he had to specifically farm at least 2,000 acres of jalapenos because get this, he told Craig that he was about to build a brand new facility in, and you guessed it correctly, Irwindale, California. Now, this process wasn't something that happened overnight. Acquiring land, if you guys have ever tried to buy a house or anything like that, takes a long process. And that's just for buying like half an acre of land with a house on it. We're talking about expanding by 2,000 acres. And it wasn't until the end of 2016 that Craig Underwood was finally able to expand the acreage by 1,800 acres into Kern County. And a lot of those leases extended well into the year 2030 and beyond. Because the majority of farms don't rent land on a year-to-year basis. They rent them for decades at a time because of the fact that you need a year fully just to be able to harvest. And if you have to change and move every year, you're not going to make any profit whatsoever. So the majority of land leases for farms specifically, typically, as far as I know, go well into a decade plus. Not to mention... The planning for the land alone to grow these jalapenos takes about two plus years worth of planning in advance as well. And by that point in 2016, Hoi Fong Foods went from 25% of Craig Underwood's business at Underwood Ranches to 80% of Craig Underwood's business. And Craig Underwood only went along with this because David Tran, along with his COO, who also happens to be David Tran's sister-in-law, her name is Donna Lamb promised Craig Underwood that they would continue to buy from him exclusively into the future, even going as far as to tell Craig Underwood repeatedly, if you grow it, I'll sell it. And at its height, Craig Underwood was growing over a hundred million pounds of jalapeno peppers on those 2000 acres of land, delivering 50 loads of truck and trailer loads a day to the Sriracha factory. Now, roughly around that same exact time in 2016, 
Underwood Ranch's COO, his name is Jim Roberts. He has a lot of extensive knowledge working on a farm and developing equipment. And he developed this mechanical harvester to harvest the jalapeno peppers mechanically, which meant that for the first time, not one single person had to be out in the fields to pick the jalapenos. And that season was the first season that Jim Roberts used that mechanical harvester to harvest 100% of the jalapeno peppers for Hoi Fong Foods. And then out of the blue, in October 2016, even though he has never asked or has recorded anything at Underwood Farms, David Tran, for some reason, goes up to Craig Underwood and asks him to take drone footage of not even just the farm, but specifically the mechanical harvesting and the process. And because they had such a long working relationship and in those decade plus of working together, nothing weird or odd or backstabbing had happened. Craig Underwood had no reason to have any suspicion on David Tran. So he was just like, you know what? Yeah, of course. Why not? I mean, we were friends. We're basically family at this point. We're growing. Our businesses are growing together. Yeah. Just, you know, go ahead. As long as you're using it for your own personal use. Now, while all of this is going on with Underwood Ranch's farm and their acreage exploding and growing, David Tran, on his side, between about 2015 to about 2016, creates another company called Chilico, and he gives 100% ownership to guess who? His COO and sister-in-law, Donna Lamb. And the reason that he had for giving her a 100% ownership was to state that he really wanted to give her a raise, but he thought that his wife... And his children would have something to say against that. So instead of giving her a raise, he created a company for her. And I don't know about you, but that sounds really suspicious. Like, I don't like who's like, honestly, who's going to believe that? Like, hey, I just wanted to give my sister-in-law a raise, but like my wife is probably going to be jealous and so are my kids. So instead, I'm just going to give her a business. Either way, Chilico's sole purpose for existing is to obtain jalapeno peppers for Hoi Fong Foods to make their sriracha. But this is the part where it starts to get even more sour. If David Tran creating a company for his sister-in-law already wasn't weird to you, definitely was to me. But this is where it gets really interesting. Remember when I stated that David Tran started Chilico around 2015 to about 2016? Well, 2016, when it was officially formed by the books... But before that even happened in early 2015, David Tran approached Craig Underwood COO Jim Roberts and offered him a job at Chilico. He tried to poach Jim Roberts. And at the time, Jim Roberts literally thought that David Tran was just joking around and messing with him. So he kind of laughed it off and was like, ha, 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 thanks, but no thanks. So fast forward to November 1st, 2016, when Hoi Fong Foods and Underwood Ranches get together to plan for the 2017 pepper season, which means that David Tran and Donna Lamb from Hoi Fong Foods, along with Craig Underwood and Jim Roberts from Underwood Ranches, get together to do the planning. And at this point, Underwood Farms has already started to prep the ground. And because they're a farm, they literally are subjected to nature's schedule, not their own, because certain plants have to go into the ground by a certain time to be able to get the amount of light that they need for harvest. 
And for the 2017 pepper season, they realized that they needed to plant 1,700 acres at $13,000 per acres grown. And that included an advance payment of $18 million for the whole season. Because again, remember that they're not being paid for pounds produced, but acres grown. Now, fast forward a little over a week after the four of them just did all of this planning, all of this planning for the upcoming 2017 pepper season. And especially after Hoi Fong Foods had verbally committed to paying an advance payment of $18 million to Underwood Ranches for the upcoming season on November 9th, 2016, Donna Lam, Hoi Fong Foods' COO and David Tran's sister-in-law reaches out to Jim Roberts knowing full well, allegedly, that she knew that at this time that Craig Underwood was on a family vacation and was out of town, reached out to Jim Roberts to tell him that supposedly they had some equipment at Hoi Fong Foods that she needed him to come pick up right away. And surprise, surprise, when Jim gets to Hoi Fong Foods, it's not just a Donna Lamb that's there to greet him, but David Tran is there too. And they gang up on him to tell him that they just started a new company that Donna is going to run and that they want Jim to come work for them. And at this point, Jim starts to remember, oh, wait a second. Wait, when David Tran asked me to be a part of his company all those months ago, it wasn't a joke. Either way, Jim Roberts decides to decline David Tran's offer, at which point David Tran gets visibly upset and starts to threaten Jim Roberts by telling him that if you're not going to accept this position, that Underwood Ranches needs to be able to sell us jalapenos at $500 a ton to be able to compete with a Chinese mashed pepper company that is offering $300 per ton. And Jim Roberts is unable to even accept this offer because he knows that it costs Underwood Ranches $610 per ton to produce those jalapenos. And that's even after Jim Roberts was able to create this mechanical harvester to cut out the people that they have to pay to pick the peppers to be able to be that low. And Jim Roberts knew that he couldn't do it. So he told him that, hey, man, we can't do that. At which point, David Tran got even angrier. And, not, and then not only did David Tran then refuse to pay that $18 million advance payment that he had just verbally committed to just a little over a week ago in front of Craig Underwood and Jim Roberts, but in addition, he then told Jim Roberts that they now have to be contracted with Chili Co. instead of Hoi Fong Foods directly. And this had big implications because if you remember, it was directly with Hoi Fong Foods that Underwood Ranches was contracted with to be paid for acreages grown and not pounds produced. And being a brand new company, Chilico did not have the assets to be able to pay those upfront costs. And then David Tran essentially started to weaponize those two points against Jim Roberts to make him feel like he's going to be on a sinking ship to keep urging him to join Chilico. But Jim Roberts did not budge and continued to refuse his offer. And obviously, being loyal to Craig Underwood for decades, Jim Roberts told him about everything immediately. And immediately thereafter, everything came to a complete halt for Underwood Ranches because remember, they needed that advance payment to be able to plant all of the jalapenos that Hoi Fong Foods needed. Not only that, but at this point, they didn't even understand what was going to happen because all they know was that David Tran and Donna Lamb essentially threatened them but there was no 
finality in what was discussed with Jim Roberts without Craig Underwood there. So being the professional that he is, in January 2017, Craig Underwood emails Hoifong Foods to let them know that they had essentially breached their agreement that they had set back in October 2016 for the upcoming season. And that Hoifong Foods changed the agreement that was put into place verbally and that they did not pay the advance payment, which made Underwood Farms unable to do any of the farming for the upcoming 2017 season. And that at that point, it was already too late for them to be able to do anything for Hoifong Foods so that he wanted to let them know that, hey, we will not be able to supply any peppers for you this upcoming season. And not only that, if you guys didn't see this coming from when I mentioned the drone footage earlier, David Tran, after screwing over Underwood Farms, decided to show that footage to all the other farms that he was now contracting to work with in the future. And after their relationship with Hoifong Foods was severed, Craig Underwood and Underwood Ranches had nothing to plant on their 1,700 acres of land that they were forced to expand into by David Tran, nor did they have the financing to plant anything on speculation. Craig Underwood, in fact, also tried to get out of most of the leases that they signed in the expansion unsuccessfully. Not only that, but Craig was forced to immediately lay off 40 of their employees. So 40 of their employees lost a livable wage because of what happened to Hoi Fong Foods. In addition, Craig Underwood tried to scramble to get some subcontracts with other farms, but he ended up losing $8.5 million in the year of 2017. And even though he was able to try to get a little bit better footing in 2008, he lost an additional $6 million in 2018. And Craig told the judge that if he had just gotten a two to three year heads up on the severing of the relationship, that he would have been able to do things with the land to avoid all of the losses from the two years prior. And if you're like, hey, Ed, this story is wild. Well, somehow it gets even wilder because Craig Underwood might not have even gotten any of his losses back if it wasn't for David Tran's greed. And if you're sitting there scratching your head like, hey, Ed, uh, I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, let me tell you. It wasn't Craig Underwood that took David Tran to court to try to recoup, like, I don't know, say the $14.5 million that he lost in the subsequent two years after David Tran pulled out of their agreement. In fact, it was David Tran who apparently in 2016 started to make the initial payments to Craig Underwood with a $1.4 million payment. And it was David Tran that took Craig to court to try to recoup that $1.4 million. And it was at that point that Craig Underwood went, you know what? Yeah, no. In fact, now I'm going to countersue you for breach of contract and fraud. And surprise, surprise, the judge unanimously ruled against David Tran and awarded Craig Underwood $13.3 million in compensatory damages and $10 million in punitive damages. And almost as if karma decided to step in, even after having to pay $23.3 million to Underwood ranches, Hoifong Foods ran into even worse luck because they had to start contracting farms in Mexico and Mexico recently has been going through severe droughts that caused them to not be able to grow Hoifong Foods as jalapenos, which meant that Hoifong Foods now had to subcontract 
many different farms to try to get jalapenos. And those farms, with the lack of consistency that Underwood Farms was able to get and produce, has now affected the flavor, taste, aroma, and appearance of sriracha made by Hoi Fong Foods. In fact, Underwood Farms has started to make their own version of sriracha, albeit with a slightly kind of really racist marketing for their bottle because it has a dragon on it, which apparently has more of the original sriracha flavor. But yeah, that's the reason why Hoi Fong sriracha now tastes different and why I will now be using other company sriracha because... Yeah, I'm not going to support that kind of horrible, horrible human behavior. I told you it was full of lots, lots more drama than just the Irwindale lawsuit. But on that note, thank you for joining me on the second episode of Patterns of Behavior, where we dive into the people behind the crime. For those of you that are listening to the audio version, there's actually a video version both on Spotify and YouTube. If you are joining us on YouTube, please make sure you like, subscribe, and ring that bell. And if you are able to think about joining the Patreon to support this podcast and every other work that I'm doing to become a producer. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one.